Welcome in. Episode number three of Local News Live, the podcast. Byler Jones, Ryan Pierce here with you as we are looking at some of the top trending stories from around the country here on this Wednesday. Ryan, how are we feeling? Great. You know, it's been some time since we, we did the podcast. The, the, the three-person one, or two people, I guess, you and I. Um, so we, we stepped away. We're coming back. If you're looking in the archives at our different podcast dates... We're still trying to figure it out, get into a rhythm, but we're I'm glad to be here talking about some stories that you've brought up, and there's some really interesting ones, ones that I think will be funny, others that I think people will have strong opinions on. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, certainly, and uh, a lot has gone on since we uh, last talked to you folks out there, but uh, certainly glad to be back after it here on uh, Local News Live, and I got to tell you, uh, Saturday, I did a live shot from the NBA Finals uh, there in Phoenix where the Bucks got the best of the uh, Suns there in a Game 5 with a, uh, a victory that was uh, 123 to 119. Very good game. And then last night, what do you know, the Bucks wrap up the series with a 105-98 win uh, to win the NBA championship in six games, rallying off four straight wins. A gentleman's sweep, as they say, mm-hmm. after the Suns won the first two. And uh, what a performance uh, by Giannis Antetokounmpo with what he was able to pull off. Uh, 50 points, the sixth most points ever in, in an NBA Finals game. One of the best closeout performances. I think it's the best closeout performance we've ever seen in the NBA Finals. Uh, 14 rebounds to go along with it as well. He was spectacular. To be an all-time great, I think you have to have a moment. I mean, there's great players that stay great players because they don't have that moment that separates them from the pack, something you can tag to them forever and say, this is how we are going to remember you outside of your immense talent, because a lot of people have that. This was Giannis's moment that turned him into an all-time great. The 50-point performance in Game 6, coming off an injury and scoring 40-plus points, having some of the best, statistically speaking, games in NBA Finals history. I think two of his games were in the top 15. When you think of all the players that played in Finals games, all the great performances, two of them, all-time from Giannis over the past couple of weeks, he put himself in a different conversation. And no matter what he does the rest of his career, he always has this to go back on to. He's going to have numbers the rest of his career. Now he's got the thing to make him an all-time great. Oh, it's uh, terrific uh, what he was able to pull off. And and you mentioned the injury factor. And I don't think we can stress that enough. This was a guy that we were told was not going to be able to play in the NBA Finals, that he wasn't 100%. And he probably still wasn't 100%, but yet he still overcame that to pull off one of the best NBA Final performances we've ever seen. I mean, that just adds to the legacy for him to play hurt like he did to overcome that. It was just remarkable. And we needed somebody like Giannis to do this. It's the first major tournament for basketball that has had crowds like this, I guess, for professional basketball. It was a highly watched postseason by recent standards, coming off the pandemic. I don't think it's the same if LeBron or Steph Curry or Kevin Durant do this. We needed somebody new, something fresh to personify this new era we're in, not just for the NBA, but really for life in general post-COVID-19, or at least towards maybe a different aspect of COVID-19. We needed somebody new to step up, and Giannis doing that with the injury just makes it that much more special. Somebody new to step up, a new franchise to step up. It had been 50 years since the... Milwaukee Bucks had won an NBA title. And, you know, for a small market, for Giannis that 
had promised that he was going to bring a championship there and delivered on that promise that he was going to stay there until the job was finished. I mean, it's refreshing. We've seen so many guys create these super teams and try to chase titles and, and whatnot, but, but Giannis said, no, we're, we're going to do it here. And he uh, showed up and showed out. He did it humbly. I mean, this is uh, this is refreshing to see all the way around with Giannis and the Bucks winning this championship. It could have been better. There's nothing better than, than what could have happened uh, than the Bucks. I think, winning an NBA championship. And the way they did it is special. The fact that they didn't bring on a bunch of different veterans. Their best player, I think Phoenix has a little bit of what the Bucks do, too, where you know some of their better players are drafted, homegrown. They do have Chris Paul, though, who's bounced around trying to get his championship. But I think had they won, we'd be talking about him. But there's something special when your two best players and a good chunk of your team are homegrown. They come together, Giannis and Chris Middleton, around the same time. They grow together. They begin the journey and end the journey together. It makes it more special, and you don't see it in basketball. In fact, I don't remember the last time we did see it in basketball. Um, maybe the, the Spurs teams with Duncan Parker and Ginobili, Shaq and Kobe, but every other team, it seems like, okay, they had to bring in another superstar to make them better. There are two superstars coming to one team to make it great. Maybe, I guess, the, uh, the first Warriors championship. But this one with Giannis and Middleton going against the odds and winning is, is special. Yeah, I mean, uh, Middleton, this is a guy that played in the G League not too long ago, and here he is as an all-star and making a big impact. Uh, you know, he had 17 points, but was terrific throughout much of this series. They wouldn't have been here without Chris Middleton and uh, the way that he stepped up for this Milwaukee Bucks team throughout this series. And one guy that you and I talked about that was coaching for his job was Mike Budenholzer, that, you know, when they were down 2-0, it was like, okay, not only are you playing to still stay alive to try to win this series, Budenholzer needed every game to just hang on to his job there in Milwaukee. And now here you look at this, and not only is he going to hang on to his job, he's an NBA champion. And that makes it special too. The fact that you have a guy that was borderline maybe potentially on his way out, and he was able to get the championship. He was able to do something special to save his career and kind of fulfill a promise. You know, he was a guy under Greg Popovich that people thought would be the next great coach. And he was for a while in Atlanta. Then that didn't work out. Comes back to Milwaukee. Was good. Coach of the year three years ago. That didn't work out. People thought, okay, maybe he's run his time. Maybe he's not going to live up to that potential. And that promise that a lot of people had for him. And then, what do you know? Two weeks later, after everybody, including us, were questioning, will he even have a job? <laughs> He's a champion. So it's amazing what happens, sports, life, what two weeks can do if you have something like this happen. It just changes his life. He's worth millions of more dollars. He's not going to get fired for probably another decade. Complete game changer for Mike Budenholzer. Now, I'm, I'm happy for him like I am for Giannis. Giannis had a contract guarantee. We were looking at him earlier. Right. This guy's getting 30 mil a year. I know Budenholzer's not uh, a charity work. He's going to be fine no matter what. But it's nice to see a guy get to the edge of possible failure and then jump back from the, the ledge and figure out uh, what, what's going to go on with him and, and really make something special happen. How about on the other side for the Suns? I know they come up short and they lose four in a row, but you know Chris Paul, for this Suns team, for him to lead them to this point, for Devin Booker to develop like he did, for DeAndre Ayton to have his moments and such too – I don't think they have re any reason to hang their heads out about any of this. Monty Williams did a great job coaching this team. 
Um, I mean, they ran into a wall. They yeah. ran into a Milwaukee Bucks team that was simply better than them. I, I don't think that the Suns have anything to be disappointed about. I know if you're Chris Paul at 36 years of age, your time is limited as far as chasing that title goes, but uh, heck of a run for the Suns. And I don't think the Suns, I think the Suns have a longer longer time span to maybe get this championship. The Bucks have guys under contract, but they're getting older, they're veterans. I think Middleton might be in his prime and maybe even towards the back part of it. Drew Holiday maybe towards the back part of his prime. Giannis is entering it really smack dab in the middle. He probably was in his prime five years ago and will be in five years. He's that good. But the Suns, though, they have a couple young stars, a good youngish coach. They have uh, Chris Paul, I think, has got a couple more years on him. The Suns have a window that is going to be open for a couple years. In the West, there's a lot of aging stars out West. The Suns are coming into their prime at the right time. I think they're going to be playing for, for this, at least getting close to it for a number of years. There's a chance that things go their way and they get a title soon. Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. And uh, you, you look at this NBA Finals as a whole, and what an entertaining finals mm. it was. All six games were must-see TV. I loved being in the building for Game 5. That was one of the loudest sports environments I've ever seen there in Phoenix. Um, we mentioned just how nice it was to have some fresh blood, some teams that we typically don't talk about, the Suns, the Bucks, uh, some different guys involved, whether it was Booker or Giannis, whatever. I would say that if you looked at this series and the future of this league, I think the future is bright, that you know, the NBA did fall on some rough times the last couple of years, but I think things are starting to trend back towards the right direction. Definitely a transition period for the NBA, and then I, they were hit very hard by COVID-19. I mean, basketball is a sport I think we've realized. You've got to have the crowd there to make it something special, maybe more than any other sport. And there's been a lot of questions about the NBA's direction, uh, trying to find some sort of superstar that... Uh, I think after LeBron maybe fell off a little bit with, with a lot of fans, and he's still very well liked by a lot of people, the NBA is looking for some identity. I think there's some young talent in the league right now that uh, is coming up that gives them that identity. And this maybe kind of what you're alluding to, Tyler. A lot of fans don't like these superstar teams where you have like two or three people from other teams come in that are already all-stars and try to win a championship. It's been some times we had a team like Milwaukee that really grew their their talent to become something special. I think that's the identity the NBA wants, and they got it here, and that's what what will help the league out. Well, the system in place actually helped the Bucks. Exactly, exactly. You're spot on. Yeah. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, move on. Uh, let's talk gas now. We'll get a little gassy here on the uh, local news live podcast. Uh, drivers are facing pricier fill-ups as more people hit the road for work, travel, and other activities that the virus. Uh, pandemic halted. Gas prices have increased an average of 13 cents across the country since Memorial Day weekend. That is 98 cents more than a year ago, according to AAA, but still 41 cents cheaper than this time in July 2014. The last time the national average was above three dollars yeah. per gallon. Despite potentially lower crude oil prices in August, AAA expects the price at the pump to be high throughout the summer. The prices are especially painful for drivers who just a year ago saw average gas prices fall to their lowest point since 2016 but couldn't go far because of the virus pandemic. So uh, there you have it. Uh, gas going up considerably uh, around the country uh, over these uh, last few weeks, Ryan. And you have people wanting to take these road trips and you know, enjoy their summer vacation but uh, they're going to have to budget out a little bit more maybe than what they expected. Like 
you, the listener, Tyler and I, I mean, we we face these gas. This is something that everybody has to no face. No one's immune. Yeah, no this. one's immune to this. I, I mean, I don't like paying more. I'm not incredibly concerned yet. I, I want to see what the price will be in November and December, maybe when we've kind of got the economy. Uh, right now, we're, of course, seeing a year after the pandemic, a little bit of inflation. Um, I want to see what happens as things still continue to return to normal in November, December, maybe beginning of next year. Because we're still feeling the effects, maybe the aftershocks of the wave of the pandemic. I want about five or six months if prices are still abnormally high, at least relative to maybe four or five years ago. I'll be a little more concerned right now. Not yet. We are in the summer months. I don't like paying more at the bump, of course. I don't think my concern level is high but I'm going to give it about five months and maybe decide then. So here's some numbers for you. Uh, right now, the national average is about 317 per gallon. And according to AAA, the nation's top 10 largest weekly increases, what we've seen, Ohio's got the largest 11 cents more, Michigan and Utah at 10 cents more, Nevada and Kansas at 8 cents more, Idaho at 7, Illinois, your home state, yeah. 6 cents more, Wisconsin and Wyoming and North Dakota at five cents more. And uh, the nation's top ten least expensive markets right now. Mississippi at 278, Louisiana at 281, Alabama and Texas are 283, Missouri at 284, Arkansas 285, Oklahoma 287, Tennessee 288, North Carolina 290, South Carolina 291. And, and you know, I look at it, you know, where, where we live in Nebraska, yes, we're paying more, but it's still not, you know, absurd, ridiculous what we're paying. You know, that's stuff that we can budget and adjust to accordingly. But when I travel and go to some of these places yeah. like Arizona and see things above $3, or when you look in the state of California, things well above $5, that's what's alarming to me is just how high it is in other places. What we've seen relatively to us has not been dramatic like some of these other places. Yeah, I grew up when I was getting my license. Uh, they're about the price they are now. Then when I was in college, they ballooned to, you know, 320 330 350 when I was trying to start my career. So it wasn't easy back then. And I was spending a good chunk of my money on gas. It does hurt people, especially when you're in that lower income tier. You feel it more than people that have had a little bit of time to save some money up or just might naturally be in a higher economic tier. But I, I, I think at the same time, it, it, give it a couple months and see if things do change from this. We have experienced this before is what I'm saying. Six years ago, seven years ago, we have worked our way out of this. I'm hoping we can do it again. And I like to think that, you know, changes to vehicles, like they helped bring prices down a few years ago, changes to driving habits becoming more environmentally friendly, will benefit and not allow these prices to go up past 315 320 or even three dollars depending on where you're at but again to me i want to give it a little more time of course i'm concerned though so when i graduated high school in 2014 i remember i was driving a big old ford expedition ride and uh i would fill up about every week and a half for 75 bucks uh My and you know as a as a high school kid Pretty much uh, all the work I do would just be going to pay for gas for yeah. my, uh, my my Ford was uh, was what I was paying. Do you remember what you paid to fill up? I was probably around for my my sob at high school around forty bucks. About what I'm doing now. Yeah. I mean, it, I think our point is we've been here before. We have been in this position. This is not unfamiliar to exactly. Now we don't want to go back here. I think people enjoyed between like what 2015 and basically the pandemic. 
of having these lower gas prices. That was wonderful. Let's get back to it, but we've been here before. How about this? Uh, Netflix is confirming its move into video games as growth slows. Netflix, Netflix uh, reported its worst slowdown in subscriber growth in eight years as people emerge from the pandemic cocoons. So it's adding a new attraction to its marquee, video games. On Tuesday, the video streaming giant announced it will offer video games in its existing subscription plans at no extra cost. But it didn't say when that service will launch or what kind of games it will be developing. The confirmation of the long-anticipated expansion came in conjunction with the release of Netflix's latest earnings report. The financial breakdown showed the video service added 1.5 million subscribers during the April to June period. That's slightly better than the modest increase that management forecast after the service stumbled to a sluggish start during the winter months, but still far below its growth rate in recent years. Netflix's net gain of 5.5 million subscribers, though, through the first six months of the year represents its weakest first-half performance since 2013, a time when the company was still rolling out more original programming as it branched out from licensing existing TV series and movies. So uh, getting into the video game world, I'm intrigued what this means. Is Netflix going to create their own video games, or are they going to offer existing video games, you know, your, your Maddens, Call of Duties, whatever, on their streaming service, uh, I'm very curious how this plays out. I, I like su- the idea. Yeah, me too. And I wouldn't be surprised if it w- it kind of mirrors how Netflix did movies all those years ago when they started, you know, doing other people's movies, bringing them in, putting them on their platform, just licensing them out, and then actually making their own movies. I could see it being similar for video games. They take like a Madden and have a partnership with Madden Football and say, okay, we're going to put you on our platform if we have maybe some exclusive rights or something like that. And then maybe in the future just make their own Netflix video game. I think there's some possibility there. I'm not sure. And it may be decades down the road as they, they work on this, but I think that's a possibility. I'm surprised that there wasn't a established streaming service of sorts for video games that then never really emerged. Xbox, PlayStation, they like PlayStation has this PlayStation Plus. Right. Where you can you can subscribe to PlayStation Plus, they'll offer you free games. EA Sports has you know a monthly subscription where you can play their games with EA sports memberships like ten bucks a month or something like that. So there's to an extent there's something like this, but there's no like a, a Netflix for movies and TV shows, like a Hulu for movies and TV shows, whatever it may be. There's nothing like that. You're right, and I think maybe Netflix recognized look. You know, there's so many of these streaming platforms now. An untapped now. market. Exactly. And we have this untapped market. We just got to keep evolving. We're trying to be the first ones to do it. Well, and, uh, video games uh, are not going away. I mean, we've seen maybe the interest of the type of video games shift over, where you know games like Fortnite and others may be more popular than, than Madden or yeah. NBA 2K or stuff like that. I mean, the type of video games are getting more popular than others, but video games themselves are still as popular as ever. Oh, I think they're more popular, and I think it's because of services like Twitch that allow people to play them, others to watch, and then you monetize that. And there's a huge market for watching live competitive competition, obviously with sports, massive. People are realizing people want to watch people play video games. Other things think it's silly, of course, watching somebody else play video games, but some people find that to be entertaining, like maybe you and I, Tyler, like sports. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, a growing market and uh, really uh, taking off. Uh, and, and now Netflix uh, wanting to be a part of the uh, video game business. Um, and then, you know, I mean, 
part of the problem that you have in these video games is that uh, people can't even buy the new Xbox or PlayStation right yeah. now. Too expensive. They're outpriced from them. Yeah, you're right. And not even in stock. Exactly, and that's probably the better point. Most people can buy them. They're at, they're at an incredibly high price. I just had a buddy buy three of them for eight hundred bucks and try to sell a couple. So they're very expensive. Yet people are investing in these kind of things instead of uh, buying gas. I guess because because <laughs> I guess uh, people aren't too concerned about gas if they're buying uh, eight dollar video game consoles. Just maybe. trying to be a yeah. professional video game player. And that's part of it. It's not that expensive to get your own streaming camera, some cords. I mean, it's it's you can make money off it if if you're uh, decent enough for sure. Here's another story for you. Listen to this. A bride dislocated her knee during the first dance. A bride somehow managed to dislocate her knee during her first dance, but she still ended up wearing her wedding gown instead of a hospital gown. Mm. After the exchange vows and kiss, a pair of Pennsylvania newlyweds slowed down for their first dance to the song Stay by Dave Matthews Band. You okay. know the song? Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm shocked somebody would dislocate a knee to a Dave Matthews Band song, but okay. As Please the, go on. As the groom, Paul Richard, goes to dip his new bride, Julie Ben, something goes wrong. Ben oh, no. wound up dislocating her knee even though she was wearing flats and had no known knee problems. Uh, ben told WTXF in Philadelphia she knew instantly what had happened. Uh, ben said, I was in this dip, and I said to Paul, I just dislocated my knee. He said, what? Okay, okay, let's move. Let's get off the dance floor. Richard, a second lieutenant in the Army, supported her in her heavy wedding dress as they waited for the ambulance. Ben was whisked off to the hospital looking like a queen in that gown in a wheelchair. She was there for about three hours. Doctors reset her knee and then let the bride return to the party where she got quite the reception. So... How about that? Uh, even after all that she went through, going to the hospital and everything, she still returned to the wedding reception. That's the best part when she came back. I'm impressed that uh, people stayed around three hours. I guess you get a lot of uh, free alcohol in, in, in food. I'm, I'm guessing when she came back, they were in a different mental condition because of those drinks than when she had left. But at the same time, that's, a, that's a, definitely a wedding story you're going to keep forever. You're going to tell people that for as long as you live. One way to get it done. Yeah. It, funny story, good ending. This is all Dave Matthews' fault, right? I, it, it has to be. I, I, I'm trying to remember this song. I, I mean, I know his, his, his tracks. I'm trying to go back mentally in the, uh, in the library and pick out, okay, that is, what was the name of the song you said? Stay. Stay. I'm trying to remember. I know Dave Matthews' band uh, is, is popular enough at weddings. So here is okay, the, uh, here we go. the lyrics. Okay. We were walking just the other day, yeah, it was so hot outside, oh, you could fry an egg. Remember you were talking, and I watched as sweat ran down your face, reached up, and I caught it at your chin, licked my fingertips. We were, we Ooh. were, just waiting, wasting time, That's let the hours roll by, doing nothing for the fun, a little taste of the good life, whether right or wrong, right or wrong, makes us want to stay, 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 stay for a while. And that they did. They stayed for a they while. They did. You know, that's well put. Am I allowed to play like five seconds of this, or is that is that against the rules? I'll hold off. I wonder what the beat was for this this track and how it could have possibly caused her to uh, dislocate a knee. You and me, you and me, just wasting time, wasting time. I was kissing you, kissing you. You were kissing me, love. From good day into the moonlight, now a night so fine, night so fine, makes us want to stay, 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 stay for a God. while, and that they did. That's pop music. That's, <laughs> that's how you become a millionaire musician right there. <laughs> Dave Matthews, ladies and gentlemen.
Uh, what a guy, Dave Matthews. Maybe we'll get him on the podcast. That'd be something. All yeah. right, one more story okay. for you. Perfect. Uh, a rare pink Waterberg lands in Michigan, delighting the public. Here is a uh, look at this, uh, Ryan, so you can see for yourself. Uh, the uh, story goes, uh, check this out. This is uh, from uh, Saline, Michigan. Bird lovers with cameras and binoculars are traveling to a stream in southeastern Michigan to see a rare creature with pink feathers and a long bill. The uh, rosette spoonbill was found in Saline in the Coke uh, Warner drain, the first to be seen in Michigan, said Molly Keenan of Michigan uh, Abduban. The bird, which typically lives in the Gulf Coast region, escaped from a zoo or is very confused, said Saline police, which placed traffic cones on a road to manage the flow of people. Uh, what, for whatever reason, word is spread about the bird. Sally Most and her husband traveled roughly 200 miles from Fairmount, Indiana, just to see this bird. Wow. They told the Detroit Free Press, after a time you see a lot of the same birds, and then you usually see something unusual. I took over 300 pictures of it last night. We're going home happy campers. Uh, that's some intense bird watching. And people that are into that hobby, I can see why they're so passionate about going to Michigan to see this bird. Because if it's that rare, that's like a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And it might fly away. You never know when that thing's leaving, so you want to get there quickly. Oh, man. Uh, I'm not a big bird guy myself. I've never uh, quite understood. I, no, I like when you like see like a hawk on the water or a bald eagle, maybe up at a tree when you're driving through some woods. But I'm not either. But I guess for somebody that's that passionate about something like this it's a pretty big deal so when i was a kid i remember watching the movie birds mm -hmm. and all these birds just attacking people and i think i was like terrified of birds ever since i'm sure you're not the only person <laughs> if you see something like that especially as a kid that's what makes that horror movie so good you see birds all the time and that's the point of a good horror story is to get in the back of your head when you see this common thing that you're going to remember the horror movie, and even though you know it won't happen, you still think there's a, maybe a slight chance. That's what makes it good. Well, it makes you think, like, what would our society think of sharks without the movie Jaws? I think, it, I mean, it's a very timely question because <laughs> there are scientists that are trying to rephrase shark attacks as bites or different phrases that they believe is more accurate because they think, first of all, shark attack is an inaccurate way to describe it, and second of all, they worry it gives sharks a bad name. But you're right, Jaws kind of led to that being so good. So, uh, I mean, it's that whole perception versus reality thing that we get this idea in mind, whether it's birds or sharks attacking us, that they're not really as bad off as uh, we uh, anticipate. Well, but, sharks, uh, sharks might be. Birds, though, no. Yeah, no. no but I think this pink, this pink bird's not attacking anybody. This pink bird is pretty harmless. It's yeah. just going to sit around and do its own thing. But uh, traveling 200 miles, is there anything you would travel over 200 miles to see? And maybe a concert, concert or a sporting event, probably. I'm thinking of a, uh, a, a, a natural occurrence. That's tough to really, I can't pinpoint anything. How about yourself? Uh, I would uh, I would travel to see things in nature. Like I would go, you know, I've been to the Grand Canyon, I've been to Yellowstone, but it wasn't to see like a specific animal. I would, I, mean, I think those type of situations, they're around whenever you want to see them. Yeah, there's a bunch I, I would do. I'm trying to think of something that is just a momentary, uh, quick happening. That's a rarity. I can't think of anything. If an, a massive asteroid with maybe some sort of living creature on it came down <laughs> 201 miles away from where I live, 
I might consider going to check that out. I don't even know if I'd want to see that. That's That wouldn't be worth it for me. So there you have it. Those are some of the trending stories around the uh, great television sphere. sphere. And uh, for more, you can uh, go to your local Gray Station's website and uh, see... Uh, those stories that are going on and also what's going on in your community as well. Ryan, what were some of the things you're following as of late here? You know, I'm watching this, uh, the discussion about immigration on the border. Later on this week, we're going to talk to a reporter in that community about what he's covering, what he's seen. It's fascinating. There's groups that are nonprofits doing some really kind work to help people out that have come over into Texas. And then we have people that are opposing those nonprofits. And we're, I'm looking forward to chatting with a, a reporter from one of our great TV stations over the next few days about that. And uh, we're also, of course, following what's going on in, uh, in Congress. This, sure. uh, this uh, January 6th commission, uh, that's an, an ongoing uh, situation as uh, Speaker Pelosi rejected some of the uh, Republicans that were uh, picked by uh, the uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. I guess the next question is, do Republicans create their own commission opposing or opposite of the Democrats and to what extent do they find different information? Maybe they find some common ground. We'll have to wait and see how that develops. Yeah, we'll be covering it all here on Local News Live, which you can watch uh, 24-7, 365 days a year. Go to your local gray television's uh, station's website and uh, check their live stream. We also have uh, some Facebook Lives going from time to time as well on our Facebook page at Local News Live TV is where you can find us there. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tyler Jones Live, also on Facebook. Ryan, where can people connect with you? My Twitter right now is Ryan Pierce Media. Get me tweeting more. I, I want to uh, <laughs> come on, g- tweet at me, say, hey, tweet more. Get, get me interacting more. That's my goal for. Uh, pretty much forever. That's always been my goal. But now really going to be my goal for sure. Now he's, yeah. he's serious about I'm it. I'm serious. I, I need somebody to get me started, though. It's going to be you right there listening. Help me out here. <laughs> Give him some motivation to do so. <laughs> we got to run. Uh, this has been episode number three of Local News Live, the podcast. We hope to do this more often and uh, just give you a glimpse of what's going on in uh, the gray television world. And uh, we appreciate you joining us. For Ryan Pierce, I'm Tyler Jones. Thanks so long. Thanks for joining us here on Local News Live. Bye.